Well, hey folks, I am here with three of my friends. Uh, this is Stacia. Hello. And Anna. Hello. And Travis. What's up? And we're gonna learn a lot more about each of you guys as we go along the way. But there's a, I think a very, very cool story how you guys have um, found your way into one another's lives and um, a, a, a really clear shared purpose that, I don't know, I just think it's the orchestration of God. So uh, I would love for you guys to tell the story of, um, of what has now become integrated wellness. And we'll, we'll explain what that is uh, as we go along. But Travis, uh, Dr. Groth, do you prefer Dr. Groth? Travis. Travis. Yes. <laughs> Dr. Groth is weird. You made me uncomfortable here. So you, okay, so you prefer Travis. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay, Dr. Groth, if you would, please, <laughs> from your vantage point, man, tell us, tell us how this deal got started. All right, so um, I, to give a little backstory for myself, I work at East Tennessee Medical Group as family medicine, so I see newborns, geriatrics. A big part of what I do is uh, mental health now, mm -hmm. um, even as a family medicine doctor. And so... yeah. Pretty much my whole life, I mean, I guess I've probably had some anxiety mm -hmm. and dealt with it, but didn't really know exactly kind of to the depths of it. Uh -huh. But uh, it was really back in 2017 when I lost my brother-in-law, mm -hmm. and he struggled with a lot of mental illness, that right. this truly became like one of my greatest passions. Mm -hmm. And so at that time, I was like, oh my gosh, I have got to start like recognizing this, looking for it, and really we got to get help for a lot of people in our community. Yeah. So... Um, became more aware, started doing some, you know, studying, trying to improve my own knowledge of it in my primary mm -hmm. care practice over there. And then COVID hit yeah. and chaos hit everywhere. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was all over the newspapers, like it was a disaster. And for the first time ever, like probably 80% of my day was counseling people. Even if I was uh. counseling them while I was talking about their high blood pressure, their cholesterol, or doing like manual therapies on them, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. It was counseling because everyone was so stressed out. Everyone was anxious. Kids were out of their routine. They were out of school. Yeah. People everywhere thought they were going to die of COVID. Yeah. So at the same time, huh. Blunt Memorial Hospital is not getting as much money for counseling services, and we're trying to treat all COVID. So it was like all hands on deck. We got testing centers, all this stuff. And so we have to get rid of our counseling service called Concern. When you needed it more than ever. When we needed it more than ever. Yeah. Because our staff is being overworked. We're wearing PPI. You know, you're dressed up like hazmat suits, and you're uh, taking care of people, and we're having negative outcomes. It's scary. What's and it like doing counseling when you're wearing a hazmat suit? <laughs> it's a little <laughs> sounds, weird. It's like praying weird. with someone, yeah, when you're like, I know you can't really feel me, but <laughs> it's you cool. You have to do counseling in the break rooms because all of the clinicians are traumatized, too. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, oh, no yeah, doubt. I mean, I would go up to yeah. the ICU and talk to nurses and stuff, and I mean, it was just tears all the time and so more than ever when we needed mental health awareness and we needed counseling services we were losing it and so you know it even stepped up in my practice even more so so god like this whole time is like planting the seed and it's growing and growing and growing and so i'm like oh my gosh so then i think you actually introduced me to stacia mm -hmm. yeah and so we That's all right. got to hang out, and I'm like, I don't know who she is. I don't know mm -hmm. if I trust her, you know, the whole nine <laughs> yards. And then we become friends, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. She is, like, the female version of me. Super hyper. It's all extremely over the place. scary. Yeah, it, it's really <laughs> terrifying. Extremely My accurate. first thought was fear, actually. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, no, so, I mean, one thing led to another, and we started talking, and she's doing counseling, had just broke away from her practice and was opening up, mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. you know, we were like, oh my gosh, how can we help people in our community 
that are suffering right now. Yeah. And so we all so met. You're seeing uh, you're seeing an increased need for mental health care. Absolutely. And then now you've gotten connected with uh, a therapist in the community who's just going out on her own, starting mm-hmm. her own business. Am I, am I getting this story yep, right? This is correct. And so that was that was interesting timing, perhaps even at the Lord's direction. Mm, divine it intervention. Was beautiful. Yes. So yeah. backstory behind that on my end, yeah. before we were introduced to the Groth family, um, I had been, let's see, I've been going to the Vineyard since 2018. Hold on, when, I'm going to interrupt you. This is Stacia Chaplin, because all we got was Stacia before. Give us, a, give us like a 10-second yes. bio and then cool. jump back into your story. Okay. I'm Stacia Chaplin. Um, I'm an LCSW, which is a licensed clinical social worker, um, which long story short, that's a therapist. They're all kind of one in the same, mm-hmm. but that's my background. Um, I'm originally from Illinois. I've lived in several different states, um, and we ended up here in Tennessee just because of the mountains, honestly. Like, we just Good kind reason. of picked the mountains and... And my husband found a job and ended up here. And so I started, um, I was still working towards my licensure when we moved here. Um, And so I was working for Helen Ross McNabb, which is a larger agency up in Knoxville. Um, And we had been attending the church. And for a long time, I knew that I wanted to be a part of the church, but I didn't know how. And so I remember talking to Aaron and Sharon about it, you know, on several occasions, like, Mm -hmm. you know, like, man, I'm just drawn to this church. I love you guys. I want to be a part of this. I want to help where I can. But we never really could find like a good fit. Mm -hmm. And then um, I remember those conversations and you didn't say this, but I can say it like you're a really capable, engaging person. And on our side, every role seemed right. It's like, no, you'd be great at that. You'd be great at that. You'd be great at that. So, uh, but on your side, you could, we could tell it's like, it's Mm -hmm. not quite, something hasn't quite clicked into place. And we don't just want to shove people into a spot and hope that it works. We want to see what people are, are called and passionate Mm -hmm. about and empowered to do. So anyway, keep going. Absolutely. And so um, I I was actually still at Helen Ross McNabb, and I was actually doing an EMDR training. Oh, gosh, this was like summer of... 2021, maybe. Um, And I remember, you know, just being really conflicted of like, I don't fit in here, you know, at this agency, I want to be a part of this, you know, church, like actually doing something with the church. I don't know what that is yet. You know, I'm doing this EMDR training. I'm really passionate about trauma um, and working with, you know, clients that, that carry you know, big trauma and really not knowing how it was all going to fit together and just getting this message of like, I needed to be done with Helen Ross McNabb and they Mm -hmm. were great. I had no reason to leave. Mm -hmm. I really didn't. Um, and so I was like, okay, you know, I think I'm going to step away and I think I'm going to go into private practice. And so I did. Um, and around that time was when Aaron and Sharon stepped up and said, Hey, you know, we know this family that really is into mental health as well. Like, why don't we hook you guys up with them Mm -hmm. and see, you know, kind of what, what comes out of it, you know? Um, it's Travis Groth. He's a doctor. You know, maybe there's something that he could, you know, you guys can bring to each other. And, you know, my first thought was like, oh my gosh, I've never had a physician actually give the time of day for mental health. Yeah. Say more about that. Because mm-hmm. that, that's a thing. It is a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we work with a lot of doctors in the mental health field. And most of the time, it's it's very separate. You know, they take care of the physical body and we mm-hmm. take care of, you know, the mental health. And mental health always comes second. Mm-hmm. So it was always minimized, you know, not a lot of collaboration, not a lot of team effort, um, no communication between providers. And so, you know, we're trying to help this client, but there's, you know, like, 
four or five different things being thrown at them from from different directions. So, you know, it was always really, really messy. So that was my first thought was like, oh my gosh, you know, like this is going to get messy. And then we were introduced to them and it Mm. turned out to be the exact opposite. And it has been such a beautiful experience. Mm. And to me, I have always seen that as a God thing. Yeah. For sure. You know, in the Groth family, just them as a family, like our families get along so well. So like that just adds another aspect to it of not only is it the professional side of it, but it's also that personal side too, which mm-hmm. is beautiful. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's happening out of real community and friendship, yeah, which is kind of nice. It's not a guarantee, but it's nice when you, when you're able to work that in. And mm-hmm. so it's interesting. I mean, that was your, your availability essentially and your, the starting of your own private practice was happening while God was really moving in Travis's heart and you're seeing, feeling more and more compassion for people right. with mental illness and having less and less options for how to help them. Mm-hmm. So how, how did you guys figure out a way to help those folks? Well, I want to say Travis maybe sent one of his patients my way, or maybe it was the other way around. Um, and we really started just kind of putting the toe in the water with that communication between the two of us and the response from, I call them clients, he calls them patients. Um, but the response from the individuals we were working with was, you know, they were awestruck. Mm. How cool is that? That yeah, the mental health provider and their doctor, their primary care physician, nonetheless, you know, mm-hmm. are coming together and putting their heads together and supporting me, you know, and it's, it's this full circle kind mm-hmm. of a thing. And, and that was always what I had you know, in my mind, when I thought about what Hence I wanted to do, hence the name full, full circle, circle counseling, uh-huh. which there is my, go. my own private practice right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so then it just kind of took off and it's been this yeah, awesome we saw thing. Great outcomes. I mean, patients were loving it and they could see that we actually cared about mm-hmm. their mental well-being and their overall health, mm-hmm. but it wasn't just like, Hey, we want to get you through this. Here's another pill. Good luck. You know, it was, yeah. Hey, like we got to try to help you through this. Yeah. And then the church was so supportive through the whole time. And then as we're getting closer and we're both in the church together, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, we're like everything. God was just literally putting step in front of us after yeah. step in front yeah, of us. And it just, crazy. so then we start talking about, wow, we should set up something where we can help people get counseling because my biggest rate limiting factor then became, how do I get people to afford counseling? Right. When right. insurance will only pay for like 30 minutes of counseling, yes. you know, and I'm sending like <laughs> all these young people, mm-hmm. middle-aged people, older people to these local, you know, places where they're getting counseling, but it's like 30 minute segments. They come back and I'm like, well, how was it? And they're like, well, you know, honestly, it was 30 minutes long. Right mm-hmm. when I started crying, they were like, sorry, time's up. Good uh, luck. You know? Yeah. And so it was really difficult for me because I'm like, we have got to figure out how to get these people to counselors uh-huh. that truly care about them. And they can give them more than 30 minutes of time. Yeah, and you've mm-hmm. seen, at the, by this point, you've now seen firsthand people who have had their lives completely transformed through mental health care. Uh, absolutely. And, and well, you're seeing it not happen for People who have patients. lost their lives because of mental health issues, mm-hmm. who have gained their life mm-hmm. back and now have jobs and are able to support families. I've seen the whole spectrum of it. And mm-hmm. so for me, like I think that's why it breaks my heart when I see someone that truly needs that help and they can't afford it, you know? And they come to yeah. me and they're like, Doc, my, they don't take my insurance. Or, uh-huh. you know, like, I can't afford $130 an hour. Right. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, you know, I'm stuck like, do I keep seeing him? And I try to offer the counseling, which is not really my uh-huh. specialty. And they truly need a counselor uh-huh. who's better at it than I am. Right. So that kind of propelled us to have the discussion, how can we make this happen? Right. So that we can actually get people in to see you and your practice, mm-hmm. um, which 
you did take insurance, but also did some cash only work if they yep. needed it. And so it was very limited. So backing up, um, you know, when Travis and I met, you know, we were introduced by the church and we were trying to get to know each other and our families were getting to know each other. You know, we would often have conversations about, you know, belief systems and, you know, obviously the we didn't say, we weren't calling it, you know, let's talk about our values, but essentially mm -hmm. we were, you know, talking about our family values and our, yeah. you know, all of everything that goes with that. And, you know, all on both sides, you know, we, we were saying the same thing of, you know, there's something to be said about the mind, body and the spirit yeah. and how much, you know, that spirit is missing in society today, mm -hmm. you know, and how much spirituality plays into mental health and physical health. And it's, you know, it's, it's three, what are they called? To a to a chair, three legs a to three a chair, stool. three yeah, three legged yeah. stool. Mm -hmm. There you go. Um, and so you know that was that was an ongoing conversation of we knew that spirituality was going to play into this as well, in addition mm -hmm. to just the mind and the body. Right. Yeah. And there are things that are people really try to keep them. They try to keep them separate. Mm -hmm. And there are like legal reasons for that. There are insurance reasons for that. But I think really drives it. And you guys feel free to correct this statement. But in my mind. Uh, mind, body, and spirit are just so deeply and intrinsically linked that each one, any impact on one affects the other two. Absolutely. But we are not really able to trace the connections to say, well, A plus B equals C. That's why this spiritual thing affected me mentally and physically, or this physical thing affected me mentally and spiritually. And because we can't trace it, we tend to go hands off and right. think, I can't yep. really. And then, and because we can't define it, but then as a result, we end up with these sort of siloed kinds of care for people. And it, I don't think it serves them as well as we could mm -hmm. when we have Absolutely. experts all around. And that was another fear, you know, when, when I was talking earlier about, you know, having that initial fear of, you know, coming alongside a physician who has not never really given mental, mm -hmm. you know, my experience has been that men, that physicians have not really given mental health a time of day, but that was also a fear of mine too, of like spirituality is not science. You know, right. what I'm used to with physicians is that they are science-based and it is science, science, science all the way around. And if you can't prove it, if it's, you can't see it happen, then it's not real. Right. And so that was another thing of like, okay, you know, let's try to cross this bridge of where, where is he at spiritually? Where am I at spiritually? Uh -huh. Can that line up? And it did. And I'm atheist. Yeah. And what? I'm atheist. Yeah. <laughs> right. ha, ha, ha. Actually, Just kidding for the record. On the contrary, I will say this. As you were saying that, I was thinking, well, a lot of that's personality driven. A lot of people, I mean, you have to, it takes an awful lot to become a physician. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that, I think it almost self-selects for people who have a certain mentality, yeah. um, a certain personality, a certain way of thinking, um, to it just to just frankly past those classes yep. <laughs> you have to be a bit of a systematic and perhaps even a rigid thinker i'm not, I'm not using the right terminology um and then it, it's sort of you know there's not a lot of dr groth types out there who are able to also embrace mystery and mental and spiritual aspects um but then this also happens at a time this sort of uh travis you don't mind me saying so when like god was doing remarkable things in your life personally you don't have to go into the details but like this is happening while travis and i are having conversations where he's just calling me and saying the holy spirit's doing this and this and this and this and people are getting healed and i'm introducing people to jesus and like yes. and you're seeing the hand of god at work are all around your life in ways that you've like never, never before. experienced before. Yeah. Like legit miracles happening. Yes. All around me. 
Yeah. It was, and you've come to expect them, but they started at a time when you weren't expecting them. Right. Yeah. I was kind of freaked out by the whole, yeah. oh my gosh, this is not supposed to happen. This happened in the scripture, but not in Blount <laughs> County in at East Tennessee Medical Group. What's happening right now? Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I mean, just to kind of, so my dad was going through cancer treatments and that really is like what changed me huge. Like sitting in there in the ICU at Vanderbilt Hospital with dad, you know, and like watching all he's been through, God just started to like, changed my heart, opened it up, melted away, and, like, opened my mind to all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. And my thirst, like, just for reading the scripture and for Mm -hmm. praying and wanting to learn more Mm -hmm. just exploded. It literally exploded right that day. Yeah. And from that point on, I've harassed Aaron very frequently. (laughs) And then I saw Anna up there on stage multiple times, and I was like, whoa, she is way too smart. I'm never going to talk to her. (laughs) Too intimidating. Uh But yeah, now Anna's here sitting beside me and we're all good friends. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. again, it is phenomenal. Like, and miracles do happen Yeah, in East Tennessee in today's society. Like, yeah. and before I thought it was just something you saw in the Bible. So yeah. This whole thing has been a miracle. Yeah. It is. And every step of the way when we're like, man, we really need, you know, an accountant. Someone's like, oh, I know someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we'll do it for you. Right. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I mean, literally every step of the way, God just... Right put someone in our life that helps us out. And you have needed more because as you have been referring and as your practice has been growing mm-hmm. um, and as private donors and others have gotten involved to help facilitate some of some of uh, paying for this, the additional burden on people who are not able to help and different people have jumped in in cool ways to help make that happen. But it's been growing and growing. Um, and mm-hmm. so I get, maybe we'll get to that maybe in a minute or yes we're not done with our story yet yeah keep going we still have to yeah. talk about anna i was just about to so. home. yeah that's actually where i was going <laughs> okay I was good. Like, well tell me why so, anna's here yes. okay so so travis and i had been working together the church you know was super supportive as well throughout um 2020 thank you church two, 21 <laughs> yeah, awesome. anyway like anyway throughout the whole thing church was supportive travis and i you know we're rocking and rolling clients patients super happy um i remember it was actually my birthday it was my birthday <laughs> that i um was texting with aaron he's like hey why don't you come in and we'll just meet real quick and we'll just you know check in and see how things are going and so mm-hmm. came to the church we had our little meeting everything was fine you guys were happy i was happy mm-hmm. and i remember aaron saying you know i actually have somebody that is looking for um a clinical professional to do supervision with would you be interested you didn't give me the name at first and so I'm like okay you know I've leaned into God a lot over this past year and a lot of really cool things have happened I'm just going to (laughs) continue to do that and I'm going to say yes Uh and so I did and then he says okay her name is Anna Kitko and I was like, oh. Anyone but her. She's way too smart. And it's oh, man. Oh, man. Um, I did that totally on purpose. By the way. I was like, if I lead with Anna, she's going to be intimidated. Absolutely. Anna, we well you. played, it's sir. It's well played. It's and you are not intimidating at all. No. Anymore. Just, not anymore. You just have to not talk anymore. To me. Yeah, why don't you talk to her? Like, I know. She's just a regular person. Yeah. And so, um, you know, we leaned into that. And I met with Anna for the first time, um, you know, super nervous about meeting her because she is so intelligent. And from what I had seen, of Anna was up on stage, mm-hmm. um, which is you're much more relaxed in person. You're like a real, real person in person. Right. But she came over, um, and that first time we met, gosh, we talked for like three we hours. Time, yeah. By a lot in your basement. Yes, yep. mm-hmm. absolutely. And it was like, yep, this is God being really cool right now, and yes. this is God bringing us all together. Yep. Yes. And I didn't freak out at yeah. any of the spiritual stuff. Yeah, yep. So I'm extremely spiritually, uh, not extremely, I'm spiritually... Eclectic. Eclectic is a good word for it. That's a great word for yeah. it. And so that, you know, added on some more pressure. Mm-hmm. 
with meeting Anna Kitko. Mm-hmm. But she's like, oh, yeah, actually, all of that is in the Bible. Let's yeah. talk about it. And I'm like, I was just about to say, that's eclectic amazing. but orthodox, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, super cool. Yeah. And so, yeah. Anna, you can share on, on what. I So, you okay, were doing. so my side of the story is definitely providential, like we've been talking about, because from my end, I had I had no intention of ever becoming any part of anything like this mm-hmm. but I did and that was I, this is interesting because I was like thinking that the Lord was going to have me go get a PhD mm-hmm. but I mm-hmm. put this off because I have two beautiful little children who are adorable but they're four and two years old mm-hmm. and so I'm a formal apologist <laughs> and I work full time and it was like we'll go ahead and push off PhD work mm-hmm. and I was very very frustrated in my office because my work as a formal apologist with a counseling background um, I take care of uh, exit counseling for cults, um, both people who are victims of cult groups as well as the family members of people who have been affected mm-hmm. by cult groups. So teaching against coercion and helping counsel in that way. But I was frustrated because I was having to refer my clients out to clinicians who had no training at all in coercion or d- uh, domestic violence or human trafficking or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And I was really frustrated. My husband just goes, well, why don't why don't you just look at getting licensed? Mm-hmm. You have to be somewhat close. And so I pulled up all the, the, the things that I needed to be able to be licensed requirements. And the only licensure that I, was, that I wanted to be would be a licensed clinical pastoral therapist, which meant that I was going to be a Christian pastor in the eyes of Tennessee mm-hmm. who also did medicine. Mm-hmm. And I was right there. I just needed to be supervised. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kind of hail married it and sent Aaron a text message that just said, you know, like, maybe, you know, if there's anybody willing to do this, that would be pretty cool. But I didn't think it would happen because I needed somebody who would do it for free, who mm-hmm. just wanted to help me. And I was like, mm-hmm. that's not going to happen. And I get a text message back within a couple of minutes. It's like, I might be meeting with somebody tomorrow. We'll see mm-hmm. how this goes. And that was the meeting that you just referenced. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, yeah, so between that Chills. and then the other requirements, everything fell into place within three days after my husband's initial suggestion. Wow. wow. Including um, a second master's degree that specializes in all the things that we already do. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm always studying and talking about Europe and Amsterdam clinics mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So I'm halfway through doing that to get that particular licensure. Mm-hmm. And that would mean that our group would be the only group in the entire Eastern seaboard with that specialization mm-hmm. so that we could help as many people as humanly possible. And we already are. Yeah. We already are. Yeah. yeah. So beautiful thing. Massively providential, like clearly the Holy spirit yeah. was not expecting that at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, that's fantastic. And yes. for those who don't know, like, and props to you, Stacia, the supervision is, as I understand it, it's a big thing. It's a huge request to say, yes. will you Massive. will you provide supervision? So Massive. Beautiful. Yeah, I figured you were smart enough, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so how does it, so you guys have gotten together now and put formalized mm-hmm. some of this stuff. Yes. So unless I'm jumping ahead, tell us how things are set up. Wait, we have, well, should we have the president do that? I mean, oh, okay. The president Whoa, of we need, Integrated Wellness. We need wellness. backstories wow, wow. first. I mean, oh, okay. yeah, so in setting up a nonprofit, yeah. it takes so much paperwork. I mean, it's ridiculous how much you have it to does. go through. And I know nothing about that. And so we were like, man, we need an attorney. So I call an attorney, and it's like you know, a few hundred dollars an hour. Well, it turns out Stacia's mom is a retired attorney mm-hmm. that previously did nonprofit paperwork so guess who did 
all of our paperwork for free. Yeah. Yes. Stacia's mm-hmm. mom. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Stacia's mm-hmm. stepdad. Guess what he did his whole life? Served on nonprofit boards mm-hmm. to help them with, you know, grant writing, fundraising, all this stuff and organization. So literally, again, every time we needed Providence. something, God put it right in our path. And uh-huh. so without Stacia's mom, like Deb has been phenomenal. Got mm-hmm. all the paperwork done, got it submitted, it got approved, yep. which is huge. So like right away. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It I mean, it was like short. record timing for all this to happen. Um, we start having some meetings and then. I've got patients that are like, well, I can contribute this or I could do that. Mm-hmm. Can I help out? And I'm like, wow, this is mm-hmm. incredible. Like all of these people from all these different fields of things that I know nothing about are like wanting to pitch in and help this cause. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. like we started out with like three of us on our board and then Stacia mm-hmm. came and Anna's there. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden our last meeting, I think we had like. 10 or 11 people. Yeah. We have members in my at large. dining room. Yeah. In dining room. People <laughs> With my children running around. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's insane. The dog. Though. Like, <laughs> literally, how God is just like, it's the thing is, laid this out. People really want to help people, but it turns out it's really hard to help people. Mm-hmm. And it takes lots and lots of work just to get, just to get the infrastructure in place or just to have a, a, a pathway that makes sense. And you guys have been doing all this work behind the scenes to make a way to help people so that you can invite people to yes. help you help people. Yeah. <laughs> that was too many peoples. It's a beautiful Semantic yes. satiation. It yes. sounds weird to me. People? Is that the right word? Pe- people. People. Came people. out wrong. But, um, so it's really cool how God has orchestrated all of that. Very much. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It is. So yeah, I mean now basically we are up and running. We have no money, um, which is kind of why we're doing a podcast and yes. we're going to start uh, unveiling a fundraiser that mm-hmm. hopefully we have coming up and the big part, we have a website, integratedwellnesstn.com, mm-hmm. uh, where, again, you know, a, a student that had worked with me in the past was like, oh, I'll help you do your webpage for free, you yeah. know? And so, because so cool. we were getting, you know, estimates for setting this up, and it was like $1,000 on average. So, mm-hmm. we have that. We have bank accounts. We have, you know, PayPal, all this stuff where people can donate. Mm-hmm. And then Anna's got a grant writer that mm-hmm. basically mm-hmm. she's typed in Facebook. What? How, it was like... <laughs> No, it was a grant. So Stacia had already done some background work, and then I had said, you need somebody to take some of this material off of your plate because mm-hmm. she was carrying the lion's share of the work, and it just wasn't mm-hmm. fair. And I was like, I can't. She's already doing so much for me, so like, mm-hmm. why don't you go ahead and give me the grant stuff? Because mm-hmm. I come from a family that has been integrated into 501c3s my entire life. Grant writing is a big, gnarly process. Yes, it is. A lot. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. And I, too, knew absolutely nothing. And so I just did some research. We found a grant writer. It was very quick and easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, as soon as I told the story, she bonded with us immediately. She was like, we're going to get you all on Dr. Phil. We're going to talk about all of your cult experience, and that's what's been happening. Mm-hmm. I'm joking. I'm, I'm not going to go on Dr. Phil. But she really, wants, <laughs> she really wants us to go on Dr. Phil. Um, <laughs> But no, it was just really beautiful and wonderful, and it worked out. And now we've got grants kind of sitting out there. We're praying uh, over, so pray, help with prayer over actually receiving that grant money. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. the point and purpose of integrated wellness is to provide um, that integrated care, existential, um, mental health, everything, mm-hmm. um, for free. Mm-hmm. Because the vast majority of the clients that need this can't afford it Mm -hmm. and we know that yeah so I want to talk about that for a second you know Travis touched on it with like the insurance and you know with patients and things like that um so coming from you know the background of working for larger agencies 
oh my gosh, the stipulations, and this is, you know, I'm not pointing blame towards anybody. I'm not talking, you know, talking ill will towards anybody. Um, But gosh, the stipulations that we have on the clinical side of it, you know, 45 minute long sessions, 30 minute family sessions, and we're addressing major trauma. Mm -hmm. Like that's not possible. Mm -hmm. It's not possible to do, and it's not possible to do a good job at it, Mm -hmm. which is why I stepped away from, you know, that larger agency setting anyway to go into that smaller practice so that I could do those things mm-hmm. without somebody kind of ruling over my head. Yeah. Um, you know, but at the end of the day too, like, you know, we have to eat as well. You know, my yes. family has to eat as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, you know, running into that wall of, you know, you know I, I can't do this for free, but yet there's so many people in need that can't afford it. How do we make this work? Yeah. And, you know, I remember um, even, I remember talking to Aaron and Sharon when I was going into, you know, first stepping into that private practice and telling them I'm going to get on the board of every insurance company so I can serve everyone. I want to do 10 care. I want to do it across the board. That mm-hmm. way, anybody that walks through the door, I can say, yes, I can, I can take you. Yeah. Um, and I actually started losing my hair that yeah. summer yeah. that I said that because I was battling it with was almost impossible. insurance just companies. Impossible. Yep. Absolutely. There are so many barriers, so many restrictions. Um, and then talking about like the time crunches and, you know, then you would send in a claim on somebody and they would deny it. And then you have to spend 45 minutes on the phone trying to figure it out. And it was, it was just a terrible thing. And so, um, you know, that was at the same time, you know, that I was meeting Travis, that I was thinking like, okay, this is, this insurance thing is not going to work. We've got to figure out something different. Yeah. Major companies hire multiple people just to get paid for the services they yes. provide. I mean, you yeah. can't really do it as one person because if they deny a claim, then the money sits in their account for longer, they make interest on it, and so they don't yeah. care, and they don't really know the people that are being hurt or affected by it, mm-hmm. you know, and so it is, it's nearly impossible for yeah. someone just to step out and be like, I'm gonna take everyone, and I mean, out of the goodness of your heart, you're like, that seems like a reasonable <sighs> idea. Absolutely. Uh-huh. But in reality, that just doesn't work. Like. Right. Mental health does not pay well. Uh-huh. That's right. So. Mm-hmm. so integrated wellness helps work around some of those barriers in what way? That's so funny. the whole plan is, you know, people can have, a lot of people, depending on their income, can pay a little bit for mental health, mm-hmm. you know, for counseling mm-hmm. services. But we want to offer a sliding scale for yep. people. So they got to have a little skin in the game. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, also we realize that 100 Ten to one hundred and forty dollars, which is kind of the average hourly cash price, is unrealistic for most people mm-hmm. in our community. Yeah. Um, so, what we would like to do is, based on someone's income, you know, they come in, submit that to our medical director, Stacia, mm-hmm. uh, and based on that, we'll give them a sliding scale fee that they would pay for their counseling services, mm-hmm. and then Integrated Wellness will pick up the rest mm-hmm. yeah. through our hopeful grants that we get uh-huh. and you know fundraising donors. And I think at yeah. that same time, you know, offering something different than what we often find in the community is that we are taking that mind, body, and that spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's the service that we have, you know, so it's myself working with Travis, working with Anna, all three of us coming together and wrapping ourselves around, you know, mm-hmm. people that need it. You don't find that mm-hmm. in the community. Yeah. You know, I know um, you have the body, the spirit and the mind. Yeah, Literally right. you have all one of all three of us yeah, and God right. brought us all together 
in house for this, uh-huh. and you don't have to tell your trauma to three different people three different times. Yeah, which, which is, is super important. Mm-hmm. We all can talk to each other, and we can all form a game plan mm-hmm. for actually appealing to what's going on so chemically. It's a everything. team of professionals working who for are one collaborating yes. on body, mind, and spirit. Correct, and yeah. all coming from you Incredible. know a completely different background. You know, so like Very. we talk about, you know, I'm I'm providing supervision for Anna, but she's providing just as much supervision to me. You know, mm-hmm. I come from mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm a very spiritual person, but I don't know the Bible like Anna mm-hmm. does. I don't know, um, you know, I'm not from this Bible Belt area. So mm-hmm. she has taught me so much, mm-hmm. so much. So I'm so grateful just for that piece alone. Yeah. Yeah. So we're good. all teaching each other. I remember at one point I sat down with Stacia, you and Travis. Um, it was the three of us. Anna wasn't there. Um, but it was for um, a client and or mm-hmm. patient. For the, mm-hmm. that the two of you had that you together were working on and you said hey there's a spiritual aspect let's also let's get a pastor involved yeah. and so the three of us sat down and um, midway through I realized this is body mind and spirit and then about five seconds after that I realized why is this the first time I've ever done this in my career why have I never sat down with a physician and a therapist as a pastor to, to work together for the well-being of, of a person. That's the first time that I've ever done that. And I've been doing this for a long time now. Um, and it was and it was like fruitful. And sidebar, I just spoke to that person on Sunday and she was like exploding with miracles about yeah. how God's moving in her life yep. on all three fronts, Incredible. body, mind, yeah. and spirit. Just absolutely thing. remarkable what God has done in her life and is doing and will do. Um, it's just, again, there, these are, it takes the hand of God to bring unity, especially in fields that often don't cross pollinate because people get dug in and people, you know, this is the right way and that's not. And, um, there's a lot of, uh, skepticism, you know, through the different sort of fields and practices. And for you guys to be working together is just, I don't know, it's just long overdue, beautiful that it's happening. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about it. So. Uh, how about this? Uh, how how can we help? We anybody who's listening, the church, people in the community, um, how can we get involved? One, I already picked up one. We're praying for grants. Yeah, so right? pay, paying for grants, but also keeping in mind that um, we're looking for people that the Lord has raised up specifically to come alongside us as uh-huh. stewards for the specific purpose. Uh-huh. So if your heart is already set on, hey. I've experienced healing in X way for therapy, or I've had a family member who really needed therapy and we couldn't afford it. And you want to be somebody that steps in with us Mm -hmm. as a steward. That's what we're looking for. Mm -hmm. We're not, it's not really like, we don't want giving money. We want you stepping alongside of us and praying and being active and knowing that this is what's happening and how it's happening. Mm -hmm. Cause we think that's really important. Yeah, that's right. There are a lot of people I think also could could look either in their own experience or the experience of people they know and love who can realize, hey, if, if we had, you know, someone being uh, mindful of someone's body, mind, and spirit collectively, then fill in the blank bad thing might have been avoided. Yes. Um, I think there's a mm-hmm. lot of, if we were to make the list, it would become tragically long in no time yes. if we had that, that thought. This is so vitally important. So I think a lot of people, if they know this is actually happening, are going to be really eager to help. That's, that's something that, hey, look, it's hard to write a check. It's hard to write a check, man. I get it. Um, but it's beautiful to help people. 
It, it is. is. It is. It is godly to be generous and to give above and beyond to help people who aren't in positions to be able to help themselves. And what's beautiful about this arrangement too is there are some who are fully capable of paying on their own, and they still need integrated wellness help. Right. And they're yeah. able. That's not what we're asking for. It's for those who are unable to help. How can we step in as a church, as individuals, as donors uh, to to give? So how if somebody does want to give, what what steps do they take? So you can give in a few different ways um, on our website, which is Integrated Wellness TN, like Tennessee TN dot com. We'll put it in the show notes so you can click on it there. Oh, beautiful! Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go click on there, and there's a donation uh, little tab, I believe, at the top of the screen, and it kind of has our mission statement that we are trying to offer help. You know, mm-hmm. sliding scale, mind, body, spirit, mm-hmm. all of this together. There's a some pictures of us up there. Mm-hmm. Um, but so that is one way I think it takes like credit cards, PayPal, all that jazz. So. Mm-hmm. And again, um, fully legit 501c3. It's 501c3, so it is right a tax deduction. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, when you send in that, you should get an email back. We have an accountant now that's going to help to make sure that we are doing all this. Mm-hmm. Absolutely perfect. So mm-hmm. crossing our T's, dotting our I's. The grants are going to be huge. So again, mm-hmm. we need a lot of prayer for that. We really need grants. Those are the big money makers that are going to help tons of people in our community. Mm-hmm. That's what pays our overhead to keep mm-hmm. our lights on. Make sure that you have AC where you're being treated for your trauma. Mm-hmm. That would be nice. Uh-huh. It's particularly mm-hmm. painful. Hey, Comfortable couch. While, yeah, <laughs> that kind of matters. Some candles would be nice too, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Music. Yeah. And just time. You know, I mean, if people want to volunteer, help out, like with our fundraiser that we're going to have, we don't have a date specifically yet, yeah. but we're looking for um, early mid April. Okay. Is my understanding, and we're hoping maybe we could have it here at the church. Oh yeah, yeah, and, ma'am. Uh, so, and we'll help mm-hmm. spread the word when the time comes. Beautiful. Sure. You but, can uh, also consider sponsorship. So you can, mm-hmm. you if you know somebody specifically that that needs treatment that can't afford it, and you want to sponsor them, that's an option as well. Yes, and that's already happened to some extent. Correct. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And so I just want to throw in a couple more things. Uh, you you mentioned earlier um, the the cost of getting therapy. Um, can be high, 100, 150 bucks an hour, somewhere in that range. I just want to point out what may not, what is obvious to all of us, but maybe not to our listeners. Um, a therapist is not taking then if they charge one hundred and thirty dollars an hour. Nowhere near one hundred and thirty dollars is going into their pocket. No, 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 no. a tiny fraction no. is going. It goes to overhead for miles. I mean, I won't even you know insure. There's a million things. My husband but, likes spreadsheets. He would be happy to provide a spreadsheet for uh-huh. you. <laughs> yes. And speaking of, that's the other thing I wanted to say is we've been working uh, through the church to help provide some funding and. In order for us to do that with our 501c3 status um, and do it in a way uh, that was completely transparent and above board is as we were working through um, Stacia's private practice, but at the time, well, it is now full circle counseling, but then we were working exclusively because integrated wellness was not yet a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we needed certain amounts of information, not about individuals, um, but about what was happening to make sure that, because we're accountable for every dollar that's given to the church. I just, so I settle that to say, um, Stacia and all involved have been absolutely transparent. There has been no question that has not been directly answered. There has been no secrets. Um, obviously she's protecting um, client privacy. There's uh, obviously, but as far as, you know, how the sausage is made and what goes on behind the scenes. There's nothing shady going on here. There's no, there are no secrets being kept. Uh, there's no, we've been thrilled um, because honestly, our financial board's pretty demanding. <laughs> so if we're gonna if we're gonna funnel money, you know, through the church in a way, we're gonna do it absolutely by the book, and um, 
they've gone above and beyond to do everything to the letter by the book and that's going to continue to be the case now through integrated wellness mm-hmm. um so we don't do secrets at the vineyard and they don't do secrets at integrated wellness mm-hmm. <laughs> and same i mean if anyone ever wanted to come just talk to us any of us like i know we're all 100 percent open to talk one-on-one individually how you could oh, help sure. out yeah. you know if you're worried about theology in particular because they're going to be very rapidly here because it's becoming a very in vogue to kind of set up your own church run counseling center that's specific and you need to understand why integrated wellness has very specific statement of faith mm-hmm. and orthodoxy then you can come ask me anything yes that is definitely an anna question yeah <laughs> it is but we wanted her on the board yep. specifically so that we always will have a foundation yeah. in the word and, and you're never tired, straight you're from that. Theological director. Theological director. Yeah, it sounds yeah. pretty good, right? Yeah, that's pretty good. Fancy. That is fancy. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. All right, is there anything else we need to cover? Did we tell the story? I think so. I We're think just so, so blessed. I mean, it, again, thank yeah. you everyone for anything you can contribute to this cause. It's uh, it's huge, and I know there's probably no one out there that's not been impacted in some way by mental health. I, I do I do want to you know touch on that just for a brief second. I'm a talker. I'm sorry, but you know as we're sitting here and we're we're all kind of looking at each other as you know we're talking, just kind of reflecting on you know the reason why I think this is well God is number one of course He is definitely you know making all this happen. But each of us has our own story you know, and I think that that's something special. Recovery is definitely a personal thing. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm not a, a mental health provider. Be- because that's, I woke up one day and just wanted to do that. It kind of unfolded, you know, with Mm -hmm. my own story, my own life. And I think, you know, I'm not going to tell their story, but Anna and Travis have had similar experiences. And Mm -hmm. I I think it it takes things to a whole new level. Mm -hmm. You know, clients walk through the door and it's not just a number. It's not just a client. You know, it becomes a very personal thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All of us struggle with different issues that we have faced and we've been through lots of tragedy, Mm -hmm. you know, and that is what makes us who we have become now. And through God's grace, he has helped us through these processes, you know, and like mm-hmm. that is a big part of why we were so passionate about this. Yeah. That's what brought us together. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, I mean, I see a counselor and I have no shame in saying that mm-hmm. it is huge. I tell all my patients like, hey, mm-hmm. counseling is huge for all of us. You know, you probably don't need it for the rest of your life. You probably don't need it every week. Mm-hmm. But as you go through chapters in your life that are yeah, difficult, right. counseling is so, so important. Mm-hmm. And there's no shame. Yeah. And I know sometimes in churches, it's a stigma that God will take care of you. You don't need counseling. Mm-hmm. You don't need this medicine. You don't need help for your anxiety or your depression. He'll fix it. Mm-hmm. And if it's not fixed, then you're a horrible human being, you know? Yeah. And that yeah. is so not the case. Mm-hmm. God gives us wisdom That's right. and grants us this so that we can be together and we can help each other out as brothers yeah. and sisters in Christ. So. Yeah. That's what and there's a lot of misunderstanding about psychoeducation, too, especially in mm-hmm. this day and age. So n- learning very rapidly through a consultation that you're not just going to be sitting in a room with someone with their hands clasped asking you ridiculous questions that you don't know why they're being asked of you mm-hmm. is not a thing. Mm-hmm. That's in the movies. It's not in real life. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, a lot of the stereotypes are yeah. not very yeah. helpful. Healing is real. It's mm-hmm. not. This is not going to be like a permanent thing. You can yes. have. It can be done in a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's personal to all of us. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. it is. It's all of us sharing together. So yeah, from the outside looking in, that's apparent to me. Yeah, it's really how all this came by because you guys weren't happy to uh, refer and forget. Instead, mm-hmm. you oh, know, you're, you're engaged in, in the, the, the individual's lives. So, yep. okay, folks, I just want to encourage you, integratedwellnesstn.com. We'll uh, have a link for it in the show notes. Uh, learn more, ask questions. Like we said, there are no secrets. Stacia, Ann, and Travis are all completely approachable. Um, I'll assure you one more time, uh, this, this is a group that the church has been happy to work with um, over the last year or two, two? months. 
Um, <laughs> and it's gone beautifully. There's a lot of trust. And so, um, yeah, if you feel in any way led to, to give and to help out, please, please do. All right. Very Thank good. You. Thanks, guys. Thank Thanks you. for taking Thank time. Thank you so much.